Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's the man that you fear most in football staring you right in the face. Mark Grody. I call him a maniac. Stone Mania. Covering the Bears for 670 the score. You had to overcome the mystique. It was almost like an odor. He exuded a kind of a presence. His whole damn life was football. Wasn't driving a pretty car. Wasn't going to the local bar and pounding your chest, I'm the greatest. It was the opposite. Mark Grody. He was Moby Dick in a goldfish bowl. Mark Grody with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 the score. Oh, it feels good to have Mark Grody in a Bears report in 2024. And it's brought to you by Loyola Medicine. When things are at their worst, we're at our best. Hello, Moby Ditka. Hello, gentlemen. Good to hear your voices once again as well. Hope you had a uh, nice holiday break. And there is just, as you guys know, just so much going on out here at Hallisall with the with the number one pick overall, the futures of, you know, coaches and players up in the air and then just for the heck of it there's a bears packers game this sunday where if the bears win they would eliminate their rivals their nemesis the team that has owned the bears for so many years if they were to beat them they would eliminate the green bay packers from the playoffs let's start right there justin fields did speak today his his final wednesday leading into a game and uh, he talked about what it might mean to greet beat green bay on sunday if they were to do that you know, I think it'd, it'd mean a lot to uh, the team, the fans, the city. I think it'd be great. You know, we know that Green Bay's playing for a lot at stake. They're playing for a playoff spot right now. So I just think with, you know, kind of all that on the table, I think, you know, it'd, it'd be great, a great feeling to, you know, end the season off with a win in Lambeau up there. Because of what's at stake for them, you're going to walk into a pretty big game environment on Sunday. What's the value for a team like you guys in, in just gaining experience in those big game, big stage moments? Um, I don't see it being that much different. I see it, you know, because everybody always, the the uh, rivalry, whatever, I, I think it's going to be, you know, the same environment. Um, so I don't see it being too much different. But, I mean, like I said, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun environment to walk into, um, you know, their home field. Uh, I know their fans are going to be loud because there's not much to do in Green Bay except watch football. But um, <laughs> uh, it's going to be a great environment to us for us to play in. And, uh, you know, hopefully we have a great game and get the double on Sunday. So. Oh, good shot from Justin. Yeah. That's that's fun as hell. And we were, you we, hated the Rodgers shot at the Bears earlier. Uh, well, yeah, but he's not on the team anymore. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm just saying that is a great shot. I loved it, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, uh, you know, he's Ro- comfortable there. Rodgers dropping an us and a we when he's a Jet for four snaps and 
Well, you know, that's, 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 that's besides the point. Danny. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Um, but, you know, I think it would matter a lot. We talked a lot about it at the beginning of the show. We, we talked at the top of the show about, you know, this game for Justin's evaluation as the seventh of these final seven with a full complement of players. Grody, we think that this should mean a lot as you evaluate his growth. No, no, I think so, too. I mean, it's it's similar to where the stakes were, I think, for the Atlanta game. You had a Falcons team who, at least um, in theory, was engaged going into the game because they were alive for the playoffs. They also have a top 10 defense, Atlanta, a defense that was, you know, one of the top red zone defenses around. So that game mattered. And yeah, this is this should be, again, in theory, a Green Bay team that is ferociously hungry and wanting to win. And we we know what a actual battle it has been for the Bears through the years going to Lambeau Field. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to have two teams at maximum effort. This is not a typical try to avoid getting injured, sit guys out, try different things. This will be two teams at full strength going at it in a legitimate game. So, yeah, I I agree with you as well. I don't think anybody knows, even though even if they think they know, if the, the future has been decided for Justin Fields and if they are going to do what they said they were going to do from the beginning is evaluate a full 17 game season then this game matters just as much as every single game of Justin Fields' career yep and I think I don't like I think it's unlikely to change my stance on it but I'm obviously open to be moved but I think for the fans if he balls out it's going to have a linger uh, lingering effect and if he lays a dud it's going to have a lingering effect uh as well how is he handling the incessant discussion and questioning about his future led by people like us yeah, yes, exactly. And uh, those of us out here as well. And, you know, we've all asked the questions in some way, shape or form. There's really only one question about it today. And I give uh, the Sun-Times Patrick Finley full credit for kind of finding a new way to phrase the question to hopefully get an answer. I like the question and I kind of dug the answer. I want you guys to listen to it right here. Justin, we've talked to you all year about compartmentalizing whatever your future might be and, and just worrying about the next game. What happens next week when there's no next game to worry about? Do you do you know whether you'll have any more clarity about your future? And, and how do you deal with it when maybe there's not the focus you need so intensely every day where you might let your mind wander next week? I don't even know if we're going to get next week, brother. So I'm just worried about the rest of the day and uh, you know, the rest of the night. So got these meetings I'm about to head to. And, you know, like I said, we got a game on Sunday. I'm not focused on, uh, you know, what happens after that. So. I don't even know if we're going to get next week. Brother. He has said some version of that so many times of, you know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. No, no, no one know what the future holds. Like I would love someone to do a deep dive because he posts uh, Bible quotes sometimes uh, on, on his Instagram. And last week he talked about mindfulness and trying to be present every and time he I, plays. I feel like there is a long form journalism piece or a long form interview, a podcast episode or something like about, Justin Fields and his mental coaching, his mental state, his ability to stay present. Like he, he clear, or I, is he, is he like, a, does he believe the world is going to end? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, is he, is he afraid? <laughs> that was of, a big leap. Well, no, but, but I don't know. But he, he says, you don't know. Not, the, he said many times some yeah. variation of tomorrow isn't promised to any of us. Like, and so I, I kind of, I kind of wonder it, where he gets that from, because I think a lot of us deal in worrying about the future and for mm -hmm. a 24 year old kid he does not seem to be all that concerned about it i agree with that danny and i i also think that honestly at at this point with this being a discussion for most of this year i mean really this has been going on all year 
So he has had time to think about this stuff. And he, you know, I don't know how much he reads, you know, he's, obviously these players will not typically admit to reading or hearing what's going on, but I think he is, this is just my read on him. I think that he has gotten to a point where he is genuinely comfortable with whatever decision is is made. I, I think that if he had his first choice, I think he'd obviously like to stay here. I believe him when he says he loves Chicago and the Bears organization and everything about you know the fans and all that. I mean, he is hard to read because it's so calm, but I do believe him getting to know him a little bit. But I think that even if they they say, you know, we're we're gonna move on or they decide to trade him. I think that just like almost for all of us, like where we just want an answer, I think that he is the same. He'd like an answer. And I think that he would feel relief just knowing as we get to that point in terms of like who has coached him or where he gets this sort of inner peace. You know, I know that he, he's tight with family and his close knit circle of friends as well. But I also think that there probably is some coaching and he hears you know, God forbid that I compliment Matt Eberflus, but Eberflus is so good at staying in the present and warding off those kinds of questions as well, and and not uh, and doesn't really care what we think of him in terms of the answers that he gives. So I think that he is being led in that direction from what he hears, and probably being coached one on one in some regards as well. I know we have a lot to get to, but Proverbs twenty seven one does say pretty specifically. Tomorrow not promised. That message is very much part of uh, the Christian tradition. Um, but go ahead, Groats, move on. I need yeah. another Justin Fields. Yeah, yeah, one more from from Justin Fields. And you know, we we heard we've heard this throughout the year as well, and it's really starting to peak right now. I thought it peaked in the locker room um, after the game on Sunday against Atlanta. Just the genuine support that Justin Fields has gotten from his teammates, from the offensive side, the defensive side, the special teams, just everybody in that locker room loves him and wants him back. And he was asked what, what he thinks about that or where that comes from. I think that just shows on how much we love each other, not only as players, but, you know, as people, as, uh, you know, people outside of the building, uh, you know, we've been a lot of, We've been around a lot of guys, you know, in the past on different teams and stuff like that. And you can kind of tell uh, when people really love the game and really are passionate about the game of football. And, you know, I would say all the guys in the locker room are. So um, when you just see their work ethic, how much they care about the game, how much they care about, you know, the team and winning the team success, you know, that just all brings us closer together and, you know, focusing on accomplishing one one goal as a team. So um, I, I just think that's you know, goes back to you know, what we talked about at the beginning of this year with, you know, Coach Flus just getting us all together, getting us all close, having those um, you know, breaking off into groups and really just getting closer to each other, um, talking about, you know, personal life from growing up and stuff like that. So when you know a guy's story, when you know where he's came from, you get to connect on a deeper personal level, which you know, has which causes you to have that connection um, closer. So when you just know a guy for who he is away from the game, that's when you really get to connect with your teammates and really start to grow as a team. So. Appreciate you. Hmm. That's a good answer. And it's uh, we talked about it yesterday that guys are lining up to praise Fields directly by name, uh, but there hasn't seemed to have been as much direct praise of Flus by name. Not that they're undercutting him, but there has not been like, Flus is my coach. I'd be devastated if he left. Like that sort of thing, like there has been for Justin. That was a pretty direct tie-in and praise for Eberflus in the culture. Yes, and, and it was crediting Eberflus for what we have obviously seen, which are 
which is the culture and the vibes with each other. And a lot of people have been asking, like, is that because it's a good group of guys? Do polls care about character? Clearly, Matty Berflus has had a very good effect on the collective. Skull Sessions, what he's referring yes. to there? <laughs> That's what I inferred right there. Like, Fields didn't I, – I felt like he couldn't recall the word. But, yeah, the, the skull – or skull or school sessions, as we all learned from Tevin Jenkins earlier. I think this I year. can definitely credit that to uh, what we call skull sessions in the in the summer. There we go. Uh, what sessions? I'm sorry. Skull, like like the like your school, like that. That's what oh, we call. That's what we school. call it. I'm like skull. School, school, oh. school, school. All of them were there. All <laughs> skull, skull, and school. Yeah. And yeah, like you getting, oh yeah, school. I get it. Yeah, get it. yeah. Exactly. That's part of my greatest hits from this year. Uh, but you've yeah, had so, a great year, though. You really have. Oh, oh no, I, I feel like I've had a great year. And folks, it's not over yet. I mean, this, no. this is going to be an intense, intense off season. So uh, looking forward to it. But on, on the clock. Off. I mean, on the clock makes a triumphant return. Very exciting. <laughs> we'll see. There's negotiations going on backstage right now. Okay. So we'll see. Oh, get all of the money to shake your fist at God. <laughs> Oh, poor Deontay Foreman. Uh, you know, it hasn't, uh, he's angry at God and angry at uh, being deactivated for that game. Anyway, uh, let's get you guys into the locker room now because uh, one of the first person, people that I talked to today that I was anxious to talk to was, was DJ Moore. And uh, it was uh, me and Brad Biggs and uh, Cheryl Ray having a little conversation with DJ Moore. And the first question that, that Biggs asked was, um, if the DJ Moore, do you allow yourself to think about the potential of the Bears drafting a young elite wide receiver, somebody like Marvin Harrison Jr.? I mean, you could wonder about it, but at the same time, they'd be rookies coming in. And they wouldn't be right off the back just making phenomenal plays, which I would hope that whole group do. But at the same time, they still got to develop and uh, go through their rookie year, get all the struggles out, and be good. What about like bringing in a, a veteran guy, you know, best free agent on the market, or a trade for another veteran guy like you? And obviously, this has worked out very well with you here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's for the higher ups if they do that. Uh, they should be coming in ready to work and putting their best foot forward and uh, better in the group. Yeah, we we know how you feel about Justin Fields, so I'm not going to ask you to do the testimonial again. <laughs> but I do want to know what is it about the chemistry that this has worked between you two, and what has gotten better throughout the season? I mean, the connection has always been there since uh, day one, since I got here from OTAs. You know, even before then, uh, we always was talking about uh, how I, how you see me in the offense, and then OTAs came, and then training camp came. Uh, we we got together as a group, and, and we all clicked and. Ours just took off uh, faster than we thought. And until now, it's just been still building. You know, uh, we got one year under our belt and uh, looking forward to the future. Man, it's trust. You trust that that guy's going to be in the right spot always. Um, as Justin said, he made two mistakes in all of training camp. And you trust that he's going to catch everything. And they desperately need somebody else at a wide receiver target that he can trust. Desperately. I mean, and I, yeah. I think it's coming. I, I think it's a very high likelihood that it's in the first round, too. I also like the. I thought the perspective was interesting on the idea of you know if you were to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. or whomever your first round pick would be, that he had the perspective to kind of subtly low key add in there that if you bring in a rookie, it may not be lights action camera right away. Uh, you know, maybe with Marvin Harrison Jr. it would be, but you know, just inferring from what he said that it may maybe he would prefer the trade route or the free agency route as well. But why not do both? I suppose. Yeah, I mean. 
all due respect to DJ Moore, like the modern NFL, it, rookie wide receivers make an impact right away. They, they just, you know, it's not, it's not rare anymore. I mean, got to scout the stuff just like you do with the quarterback. I, yeah, I know, but it, it's such a passing Puka Nakua. You know, he's got 1,400 receiving yards. Pick number 177 <laughs> yeah. in the NFL True. draft. S- Sam Laporta as a tight end. Yeah, right? used to be tight, tight ends can't produce as rookies. Hey, man, Tank Dell was a killer for a smaller guy. What, fourth rounder, fifth rounder yeah, for Tank Dell? F- fourth rounder. I mean, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. Yeah. I mean, the, the, these are not top 10 pick blue chip wide receiver guys that we're talking about. I, I mean, I know flowers and Addison were first round picks, but they sure. were not top 10 guys. Like the, the modern expectation, if you are a good passing offense and you put a good talent in there, you should be able to perform pretty quickly. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. And I, for the record, you know, DJ Moore spoke glowingly on Sunday after the game about Marvin Harrison Jr., with whom he you know, worked out with for for track in high school and back in the Philly area. So he he, he loves them, but just had a little bit of perspective right there. Um, defensively, guys, I'm sure you saw it, maybe even talked about it, but Tyreek Stevenson, no surprise, with his two interceptions against Atlanta, wins the NFC Player of the Week. And guess what? It hasn't changed him at all. <laughs> I was I'm the same. Still confident, still the rookie from week one. Just would say I just got a lot more understanding of the game and understanding my role on this team. I think you're the first Bears defensive player to win this award in five years. Oh, I, I, I didn't know that. Well, that's a, you know amazing, amazing compliment. Once again, I couldn't do it without my D line and my secondary. Were you surprised? Yeah, I'm still surprised. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still surprised. Everybody just keep walking up saying congratulations. So um, I'm just waiting to hear from my mom to see how she's gonna react to it. <laughs> she made a video and sent it to me, and she told me I two interceptions whoop whoop I'm like come on mom you got it like but she's she's more she's more excited for me um so just gonna talk to her about it I'm pretty sure she's seen it. I just got out of practice and seen it and he uh coach Luce announced that in the practice so I'm pretty sure I haven't looked on my phone yet what was that like when coach announced it like uh, around everybody what was the yeah. reaction oh everybody was happy everybody like uh there, there you go rook there you go rook I'm like all right man I appreciate it then got up everybody was like speech speech got up and uh just thank the D-line Man, that's adorable. So yeah, <laughs> adorable is exactly what that's I was right. going to say. Adorable? Very endearing, oh. very likable. We see these awards cross our paths. We're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. But, yeah, to him, man, it's a rookie. Who knows what he's ever won? His mom is thrilled. He's like, I can't oh, yeah. check my phone yet. Yeah, that's oh, good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I, I added just one little nugget to add to that. I don't know if you guys were probably tuned out during the holidays, but when Gabe Ramirez and I had Wani in studio when we were filling in for you guys, Wani suggested that, you know, if Eddie Jackson is gone, they should put either Tyreek Stevenson or Terrell Smith as, as a starting safety, just because of how physical Stevenson is. I love that thinking. I don't agree with it, but I love that kind of stuff from Wani. So I don't know if you guys heard that or not. No, I had I, not heard that. I saw you tease something like that for the daily score. Um, your, your fine daily podcast, but yeah, well, that, that's, you. yeah, that, that uh, promoting from within um, yeah. to go to a free safety. That's, that's interesting. Such different responsibilities. Well, the nickel corner, I mean, they, it's a very valuable thing. You know, I just, I don't know. So you're, so, cause you would need, so Jalen and Kyler and Tyreek 
as your corners. Right. So maybe Terrell Smith given a maybe chance Terrell to be a, to be yeah, a starter. I just, it just it would really surprise taking, me if it was if it was Tyreek. You're not that, taking Tyreek off that other corner. That would that would really surprise. That's a great me. find in the second round. At this yeah. caliber of corner. Yeah. That's, uh, that, yeah. I, I agree with Premium that. position, and yep. you have a rookie that a second round rookie that's doing it at this level. It would be hard to do, but I but I do like the the kind of outside of the box thinking by Wani there. And and I could see them, you know, making a pretty big investment in a safety in terms of a high draft pick this offseason. Free safety? Yeah. To to, re- to replace Eddie Jackson. Like I, I could easily see that being a thing that they invest in. I don't know. Those those guys, there's a lot of very solid veteran safeties that change teams every offseason in the NFL. No question. It's a fungible spot for a mid-level vet. Which brings us to my next subject, and that would be Jaquan Brisker. And uh, Brisker was asked about um, what the Green Bay Packers are going to see this Sunday at Lambeau Field relative to that first horrible game against Green Bay at Soldier Field. Yeah, from you know, there we were just you know just getting our feet wet. Um, we we didn't have you know too many snaps together at all. You know, chemistry wasn't the same. You know, defense looked totally different. Like you said, offense looked totally different from the beginning. Um, but this you know, um, week eighteen, you know, definitely a different defense. Definitely different you know parts moving around. Different offense, different defense, special teams too. Also, so um, I definitely you know definitely different team and um, things like that. So. It'll definitely be a different look for them. Jawan, when you, you were shaking your head when you, when the question was asked about yeah, that, do you kind one. of look back at that 0-4 yeah. start and just think what could have been? Yeah, yeah, definitely looking back at that 0-4 start. Um, I'll just say we started all bad, you know, just from camp. Um, you know, guys were hurt. You know, guys weren't in the lineup. You know, also me, you know, I was hurt too just getting in the lineup week one. And um, we just didn't have the same chemistry at all. The energy, the passion just wasn't there, you know, for the rest of the team. And, you know, our coaches and things like that, we all came together and eventually. And we definitely look like a different team. So definitely look, looks better than definitely week one. So, Man, it, it's uh, an interesting moment to take stock in week one as we get to week 18 because that thing was a disaster. And while Jordan Love played well and they put up 38, I forever will think of that week one as just a huge fart for the offense when we expected so much in the offseason. It was a all-time letdown that they didn't even bounce back from, right? It, it felt like it staggered and it lingered the entire operation for the first three games of the season. I mean, mm-hmm. the, 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 they played a little better against Kansas City, even though they got blown out. Right. You know what I mean? So it didn't really materialize, but it wasn't embarrassing. And there were scheme issues for sure, but also Justin looked so slow and methodical. Yeah. It's uh, that's why it feels so heavy to have an opportunity here, Groats, to right the wrongs of week one. Yep. They never recovered from, they never recovered from the 0-4 start to the season. I mean, like anybody who doesn't take stock in what goes on early in an NFL season, there you go. I mean, if the Bears had, you know, won a couple of those games or one of those games, and maybe we're talking about a playoff team, but that's certainly not the case. Um, the Flus, Matt Eberflus. And by the way, you know, if you're watching on Twitch right now, I do have the Flus do going. It's backed by popular demand. Wow. You, you got to yes. get Eberflus to comment on it. Like, you got you to gotta have Emma or another friend in the media ask him the question. Well, he's calling out <laughs> reporters by name a lot these days. He's comfortable feeling himself. Well, yeah, and, he, and this is probably something you guys missed, too. On Friday, when we were out here, he was talking about all his nicknames, and he he also said to us, he said, "I got nicknames for you guys too." So, and, and he would not divulge the nicknames. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming I'm Flus. I mean, I, I hope that that is the case. Who's but, um, who's Jackass? Who do you think he calls Jackass in his <laughs> private time? 
Potsy. Jackass. Probably Chris Emma. I mean, that'd be my guess. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's, that's not good. He's the, only, he's the only person that I'd be safe in saying. Bad. The maybe only person right who would be Patrick safe? Simmel. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. There he goes. Yeah, there? we're live on the air right Hey, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> Dragon Slayer. What's up, man? Dragon Slayer. Yeah, that's Jalen Johnson, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, we're going to ask you about it at five. Oh, good, good. I'm looking forward to hearing what uh, Jalen has to say. He, he did not practice today, so you guys will have the exclusive um, with Jalen Johnson like you do. But what I did ask Matt Eberflus today was, and I asked him, what it's, is it like having the entire NFL world talking about you guys, whether it's Justin Fields, the number one overall pick, and I even said even you, Matt Eberflus? Yeah, I really think it's – I look at it as, as uh, optimistic. You know, I really do. It's, it's, uh, it's an exciting time, you know, to be a Chicago Bear and to be a Chicago Bear fan. You know, so there's a lot of bright things that are coming ahead of us in the future, and uh, we certainly are excited about all those things that you mentioned. Was he asked directly – off the Ian Rappaport report, have you been told you're coming back? Yes. He was asked that on Sunday after the game. He, the, that specific report was brought up, and he gave his stock answer, which is, you know, one day at a time. We'll deal with that at the end of the season. Okay. That's the okay. way it should be. So, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but, um, yes, he did, he did address that, so we did not uh, further on that. Okay. But. Uh, one thing that that he would not bite on, Chris, Emma, and I were both asking basically the same question. Emma started, and I tried to follow up, but but as you will hear, Matt Eberflus not really biting on getting in any kind of uh, thing with the Green Bay Packers. Is there incentive or motivation with the idea of knocking your top rivals out of the playoff? Period? Yeah, I mean, I would say this that it's it's uh, we're going to keep it about us. You know, there's always that that factor of hey. You know, there's uh, an important game for them, for sure, right? An important game for us, for sure. And, uh, you know, we're going to leave it at that. We're, it's a rival, and uh, we're excited about going up there and playing some football. I, Bears, but I don't he could, fully he, believe him. He could lean in. Why don't you lean in, Matt? Well, it's okay. Yeah, you don't need to go, like, full, like, appeasement of the meatball brigade, but just, like... You can say, it's a big game. We know how everybody feels about the Green Bay. We know how people feel in the building. Absolutely. Well, and the, not every team in the NFL is trying 100% this weekend. It's a good measuring test for the Bears to mm -hmm. go up against the team where it is absolutely their biggest game of the year. Yes. So, you could, I, you could frame it that way. What's yeah. exciting about the possibility is that they need this game to keep playing. Unfortunately, we can't keep playing after this week, but if we beat a team that is playing a playoff game for them, that shows us something about ourselves. You know, I, I, I believe it was the wise sage Jalen Johnson who said about the Packers this weekend, <laughs> we're on their ass for sure. You know, yeah, like that's we'll ask Jalen about that at five o'clock because big yeah, J journalists around here. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, they embarrassed the hell out of you in week one in an important moment. Right. It's OK you know to what? be up. And it's OK to be up for this one. This is one of those times, two guys. And this has happened before where we, we the media try to build something up and ask questions that hopefully would get answers that we would like the, if the bears beat green Bay on Sunday, you'll hear them talking about that, uh, that they really, I agree that that's what'll happen. So, yes. I, I completely agree. Textures are wondering what happens if, if Eberflus gets embarrassed in week 18, like he did in week one, 
whether a Packers blowout has an effect on his future, if, unless it's already decided. Well, I mean, we know that in the past, we know how seriously Bears ownership takes the, for better or for worse, uh, how seriously they take those two games against Green Bay. So I think that you can't rule it out. That's for sure. And I think that the players would be a little shell-shocked if they were blown out. I oh, think, yeah. I think that they think that they're a completely different team from from week one. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, like we heard Brisker talking about that, and there's a lot of players in there who are, who are downplaying it. A lot of guys were downplaying it, that, you know, the Green Bay thing. But it's not just that it's Green Bay. It's that, yeah, they got blown out by that team uh, in the first game and essentially embarrassed and really weren't ready to start the season. Let, let's see what it looks like here in week 17. Bears Nuggets? Yeah, guys. Um, the uh, the fine Bears social media team was uh, in the locker room today, and they were handing out these little gold, tiny plastic trophies to players, giving them little awards. I'm not going to go through every single one because we don't have time, but would you guys like to guess who was who was given the, the small trophy for the best singer in the Bears locker room? The best singer. Singer. Justin? Yes, Justin Fields. Wow. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. So Justin Fields, the best singer, best mm. dancer. Uh, Eddie Jackson. Not Eddie Jackson. The answer is Kyler Gordon. Close. That's what. That's what I guess. Yeah, because Kyler was a ballet dancer as a kid. Right. Right. Exactly. It's Cairo Santos, guys. Oh Cairo my god. Santos. Oh my that god. feels dancer. patronizing. <laughs> it feels unlikely to be true. Um, like a pity award like an, like everybody gets a trophy i'm just dressing a book by its cover no, there, no, but Kyro I, you really dance. are go back and check out some of the vids he can dance man can you text us the full list of these please this is this is good I, stuff it's very important this is this is just my scribblings here i was literally talking to the social media team being a reporter so i don't have the official okay list in mm-hmm. but, but i'll give you uh, after the game reported a foot <laughs> it, it, and then who knows? I'm sure the Bears social media team will put it up. But okay, um, who got the uh, the silly goose trophy? The silly goose. Justin Jones. No, can I, can I take a crack at this? Go one? ahead, Tanny. That's yeah, yeah, Montez. That's Montez. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Montez. No, I, I honestly, guys, I would have guessed Tevin Jenkins, but not Tevin Jenkins, who got best memes, memes. Um, the Silly Goose Award goes to this would this was not one you'd probably guess, but DJ Moore, who is a bit silly when you see him out there practicing. He's he's wow. kind of like the guy who you don't know that's funny. You know, is really fun. You don't usually yeah. see wide receivers who uh, have a sense of humor in the locker room. <laughs> did did Jalen win anything? Um. He probably did. I don't have that one down, though. So you'll have to ask Jalen. I yeah. mean, I think that you should probably start right there. I think with, so, too. Uh, How's yeah. the shoulder, and why didn't you win best meme? Okay. <laughs> Got that, it. that was Kevin. Um, Patrick Scales injured. The Bears signed long snapper Matt Overton to the practice squad. Darnell Mooney remains in concussion protocol as well. You guys know that Jalen Johnson didn't practice, nor did Cole Komet. Both of those guys are, are dealing with injuries and that's that's about it for today guys great that's stuff, a full Gross. bears report thank you grody you got it guys take care thank you J- jalen johnson in 30 minutes we did overlook tyreek stevenson winning nfc defensive player of the week but there's another chicago athlete that won an award that at least i have overlooked next on the score the parkinson spiegel show i am actually doing a radio show with parkinson spiegel and i wasn't particularly good i mean not that that's a new thing afternoons on the score 
We'll talk to Jalen Johnson, the Dragon Slayer, coming up at 5 o'clock. But you're right. We look at these like of the week awards, and we kind of overlook it. Ah, it's not a big deal, but it can be to the player, especially if they're not as accomplished in long term like a guy like Tyreek Stevenson. Uh, I should let people know there's an opportunity out there if you're a local business owner or employee. How would you like to have your commercial air during the Super Bowl right here, Super Bowl 58, right here on The Score? This is your chance. We've launched a new contest called Score Big for Your Business, where you can enter to win a 30-second Super Bowl commercial on The Score's broadcast of Super Bowl 58 from Westwood One. Log on to 670thescore.com slash contest to enter now and learn more details. Deadline to enter is January 19th. That's pretty cool. Free Super Bowl commercial right here on The Score. That's really cool. Uh, A lot of people listening um, and an opportunity for your business to get heard in the midst of a big game like that. It's good stuff. That'd be great. What's the award I missed? So I love the Dominican Winter League. You know me. I missed it. I, I, I like to go to the Dominican and watch baseball, among other things. I'll be there later in the month, as a matter of fact. But this year, in the Dominican Winter League, they handed out an award I'd never heard of. It is called the Gentleman of the Year. Gentleman of the Year. Did I get it? Selected by his peers as the Gentleman of the Year for 2023 for his team spirit, respect for the game, and respect for his rival as a way to promote a good climate between players. Congratulations to Christopher Morell of the Chicago Cubs for winning Gentleman of the Year. Is that delightful? I congratulations. I think so. I guess it's delightful. It is delightful. Christopher Morell is—he's a gentleman. He's a passionate, excitable gentleman. Likes to hug the umpires. Hello. Be very generous with media and fans. He exchanged a bat for some nachos just because a kid asked him for it in Arizona one time on a road trip. That's yeah. He's happy to happy to be there, guy. Just infectious personality. Yes, sure. the gentleman of the year for Christopher Morell. All right. Who would win Gentleman of the Year on this radio show or perhaps at this radio station? Who is most qualified to win Gentleman of the Year? What are the criteria? <laughs> well, I, clearly you have to be selected by your peers for your team's spirit, well, your respect for we're radio. All out, I believe. <laughs> yeah, definitely the four of us. I don't think this show would fare very well. How dare you? In that I think regard. I've got a shot at Gentleman of the Year. Oh, wait, are you so you're asking oh. this question so one of us says you? That's not very gentlemanly no, of you. I would vote Tanny. I, I think I think Tanny would and win. I'd vote G- for you, Speed. Oh, see? Oh, that's that's so, just lovely. So gentlemanly no, of you. It's I think uh I was gonna say one, but no, I can't say that one. It's Ray Diaz, isn't it? Ray Diaz might be gentleman of the year. He might be. Of everybody here at the radio station. It's a tough call. You guys are biting your lips a lot. It's a- it's just a scoreless tie across the board. Vegas Haw. David Haw is the gentleman of the year, right? Shane saying no. Oh, why? You, you know some things about him. I, now? Didn't, I didn't say no. I don't know why you're exposing anything. You like shook that. your head. Uh, it's shook on video. It's not. We're on All Twitch. Right. It, All right. It, it, it's, it not, might it's, have been. it's not Vegas Haw. Now Ha-ha. it is. Now All right. go back and get it. All right. But Kevin, anyway. You clip that. I have you fired. <laughs> I brought you into this world. I could take you out. <laughs> But he's a he's a good man and thorough, and he wins. Yeah, it's probably Gen- David Hawk. Yeah, I think so. I think it's David Gentleman Hawk. of the Year for Christopher Morell. Well, he played oh, for. Does Wani count? He makes all of us better. That guy. He does. If Wani counts, then it's Nico Horner. <laughs> okay. Yeah, good point. Nico for allowing allowing our presence in his life the okay. way that he does. All right. All right. So there we go. All Christopher right. Morell. Gentleman of the Year. We'll be at the Cubs convention next week. Next Friday, we are doing the show from Cubs convention. 
and uh, it, we got a lot of things uh, in the works. Shane will be on the blue carpet, working the blue carpet. I'm going to show up this time, which I you, think is a nice touch. Yeah, you didn't show. I, We're speaking. <laughs> you, you missed last time. David Ross called you out yeah. on the air, which Your was post. which was fun. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's always like a. A very odd but fun, cannot predict the day kind of thing. But we get think, great access. What do you access. think about Speaks not showing up today, Matt? What do you think about that? It's absolute garbage. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Right? You show, well, you post. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. I don't, if I get, if I have the sniffles, I don't get a day off. That's exactly right. All right, you got to go, but we had to get that in. They were pulling him away like 60 seconds before I asked that question. I was like, oh, wait, I got to get Speaks. Got to get this one. I got to get Speaks' guy to trash him on the air. This is going to have well future done. value. Thank you. Nailed it. Thank you. Uh, I'm hosting a panel at the Cub Convention the following day, Saturday the 13th. So those who are going, make sure you attend. It is the 1984 team, the 40th anniversary of the 1984 team. And uh, I get to host that panel along with Rick Sutcliffe and Ryan Sandberg and Sarge Matthews and... Uh, Bob Dernier, Manny Trio, going to be joining a group. A lot of people to squeeze into 45 minutes, let me tell you. 45 minutes with seven panelists from so. the 84 team? Yeah, not a lot of thoughts from yours truly, but I'm looking forward to being a part yeah, of it. Yeah, you got to play point guard. That's all it yeah, is. Toss it up and That's then try awesome. to get them interacting with each get other. Get those guys grab-assing like they did back in, uh, back in 1984. That's so, very cool. That'll be very fun. All right. George Clooney. <laughs> Lots. F- first question, just set, <laughs> off script. So let's talk about a night in San Diego. A while back, the big big hook comes out and takes me off like I'm at the Apollo. <laughs> Your last panel <laughs> at, at Cubs convention. Entirely possible. It's possible. Well, I mean, everyone's weighing in on uh, football and the Bears. We are going to der- derail your baseball conversation, kind of, and blend the worlds together. I'm J- ready. Jalen Johnson at 5 o'clock. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. I don't know what's going on with any of it. Afternoons on the score. I remember when I talked to you all when I first got here, and I, I, I explained to everybody here, that this offense, it takes a few years to get going. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's an oldie but a goodie. That was tough to hear. <laughs> wow. Jalen Johnson in 10 minutes. Everybody's got to catch up to my awesome geniusness. I'm Matt Nagy, and I'm Hungarian, and I don't care what my talent is. You will play my way because that's all I know. And now there is a struggling offense that he has a crucial role in in Kansas City. More arrogance by Matt Nagy. And And goulash. More goulash by Matt Nagy as well. Tommy Hadovy is back as the Cubs pitching coach on Craig Council's staff, uh, which is very good for uh, us here at The Score because he has a great relationship with the Mully and Haw show. And uh, he maybe has never been more relatable than when he started talking football today with the guys. All right, Tommy, two easy ones. You're in Kansas City. Will you be at the Cub convention next weekend? And as you have spent the, your offseason in Kansas City, have you booed Matt Nagy yet this year? <laughs> <laughs> oh, two great questions. Yes, I won't, I will, I won't miss Cubs convention, uh, you know, barring any, anything going on here. But I uh, always love that. To me, that's like the official start of, of – 2024 season i feel like getting to be there and see the, the fans and and be around everybody is, is such a fun time for me and 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 like can we just stop with the trick plays you know like i love we have Mahomes. right it's, it's great it's great just like i don't need you know our, our backup tight end under center with Mahomes spread out wide and third and two like just just run our plays we'll be fine right I know. Don't get too cute. We've seen that before here. Oh, God. Don't get too cute. Yeah. yeah. It, it's so frustrating. It 
<laughs> it happened. <laughs> That's amazing. It, is, it really is, is the it, most relatable he's ever been. Is Blake Bell, is that who he's talking about, lining up behind center? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Noah Gray, right? Yeah. Sometimes does it. Yeah. The non-Travis Kelsey tight ends. Or we feel you. We feel you, Tommy. I, it is so weird because, like, I just – Eric Bieniemy had to leave – because he wasn't getting any credit there, right? Doug Peterson left. Matt Nagy left. Because it's Andy Reid's offense. I I don't think Matt Nagy's the problem. But he makes for a real easy fall guy when you've got the Hall of Fame coach and the Hall of Fame quarterback. I, I think it's that they've got one of the worst receiving cores in the league and Travis Kelsey's old. Yeah, Travis Kelsey's you know, I, slow. He's awfully slow yeah, right now. I, I think that's what's happening it's there. It's a really good PR spot for Andy Reid. He's, he's really figured that part of it out, hasn't he? You can always blame somebody else. And when they get credit, everybody's like, yeah, but it's really you, Andy, isn't it? He's like, well, maybe. Could I have some more nuggets? You know, <laughs> like he's really got that part of it figured out. Yeah, well, Andy, I mean, he's been an incubator for a ton of coaches that have gone on to coach in the NFL and have varying degrees of success. Like he, he does empower them and hire them and let them go and all that stuff. And he, the Andy Reid tree. I, I remember you telling about me. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. But whew, that is <laughs> the Andy Reid tree. It happens. It's funny. It's funny. It happens. It happens. <laughs> it, that, it, that's, it a funny. Res, that's a resigned football fan. That's what the, Tommy. He's helpless. He's like, I could do better than this on my when I play Madden. Like he, he is all of us in that moment. It is, you know, I the, could the struggles of Pat Mahomes this year are really interesting to the overall quarterback conversation, like the overall quarterback evaluation and conversation. When you think about, I mean, he's got the play caller. The, the offensive line is, I, I mean, is is not it's good enough. It's good yeah, enough. Yeah, it's got real strengths. Yeah. Is is it as simple as the targets? Yeah. <laughs> it is, Matt. Yeah. You should have asked sooner. Yeah. Some, sometimes Pat. I struggle to it's analyze more of football. A Pat than a Matt. Yeah, it's been a while, Speaks. This is Pat Mahomes. Oh, Pat Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Matt. Nice to see you guys. Happy New Year, Pat. This is Speaks. Hey, buddy. Hey. <laughs> Congrats on your brother beating the charge, by the way. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> we were campaigning pretty hard against him not beating it. He yeah. kind of wanted to put him away for a little while. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that would have No, it's okay. I'm it's sorry. Right. Would have made your life easier. I don't talk about it here much because when you talk about personal things here, you know, they make it to air. So I'd rather bring it to air myself. My bad. Uh, My yeah, bad. But thank you for giving me that opportunity. Yeah. Um, it's the it's the receivers. <laughs> you saw you, you see Kadarius Tony all the time, right? Yeah. He's, he's Even seems... Mr. Hardman's falling off. <laughs> I thought I'd bring him back and do him a favor and he's done me none <laughs> you are I mean, you're completing 67 percent of your passes not good enough with a team that leads the league in drops yep. that's yep. hard to do you know you could say a lot of it's not my fault <laughs> it's not <laughs> it seems I, like you're I saying i can't it. be here saying hi it's me i'm the problem it's me i can't do that <laughs> no, you i not. mean you could you would never you're do choosing that choosing not to that was well executed uh, yeah, best That's go- Blake Lively's friend's lyric, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, Blake's friend. <laughs> Stay away from my wife. Did you see that picture of you on New Year's Eve, stoned out of your mind at that party? I wasn't stoned. I was having a good time with my friends. It was a flash. Okay, it was a flash. Yeah, okay. Travis Kelsey's wearing shades. Pat Mahomes' eyes were glazed oh, really? over. Yeah, it looked mm. like him and Taylor and Brittany were having a nice time. Well, who among us has not? Oh, I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't. Partied with guy. Taylor Swift. That's oh. how I was going to finish. Damn, sentence. my bad. I didn't mean to interrupt. It's you. so rare to get a direct answer like that from a quarterback. Yeah, as to what the problem is and 
it's an amazing stat. Best completion percentage of his career on a team that is leading the league in drops. We will talk to Jalen Johnson about none of those things, but ask him about his shoulder next on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.